Through Podcast is so important. I am glad that you're here because it is Monday. Oh. Well, I didn't want anybody really to be crying on Monday. I want you to be excited about Monday. And the reason why we're excited is that, uh, yeah, for all the frauds out there, we're going to call you out. Yeah. All the frauds. Including me. I'm a fraud. Well, well, that's what I used to think, right? And it was all because of imposter syndrome. And this episode today is about addressing what imposter syndrome is, how it impacts our life. The three things that you can do, three things that you can do if you listen all the way through, three things that you can do to address and crush imposter syndrome in your life. Well, listen, I don't want to talk too much because we do have an episode that talks all about it. And so let's get right to it. It's time for the break. you but there's been so many times in my own personal life that i have i have called myself or at least thought i was a fraud in a certain situation and i used to think that was just you know a way of just just psyching myself out or i was the only one that thought that way i don't know about you guys but i've there's times in my life where i just don't feel qualified to be where I'm at or qualified to give advice or qualified to mentor someone or even qualified to take on a project at work. I don't know about you, but that's how I felt. I felt like a fraud, man. I felt like, you know, you ever watch those movies where like one of my favorite movies um, I used to love uh, just looking at and, and, and listening to was Aladdin. Like Aladdin was a really, really cool movie from my childhood and probably most of you. Aladdin was a cool movie from your childhood as well. And when they decided to create the 2019 version, I, I didn't know how I felt about that. I, I didn't know if I was going to like it or not, but I did go see it. And I saw something in there that was really, really like interesting, really alarming, and something that I could r- relate to. And uh, one of the characters, um, if you haven't seen it already or know anything about the movie, the movie is about uh, someone who... Uh, Young man's poor from humble from humble beginnings, as people may say. Uh, he gets tricked by the sorcerer to help him go find a lamp. In this magical lamp, there's a genie. A genie gives three wishes. Um, and then I don't want to tell the movie if you haven't seen it already, but it is 2019. You should have seen Aladdin. You should have seen Aladdin. But uh, <laughs> yeah, th- so they go on this uh, this adventure together of you know being with the princess and you know. Uh, helping out the land and uh, defeating the sorcerer, different types of things like that. Uh, cool film and really liked it a lot. I loved the live action film. It was really cool. But there's one part, there's one interaction that really stood out that I could relate to. Uh, and it's when Aladdin, the main character of the story, meets the genie who's in the magical lamp. Uh, and the interaction went this way. You know, the genie said this. You have, you have got to be more confident about what you have to offer. And Aladdin said, what do I have to offer? Knowledge about how to steal food, how to jump over buildings? And then Genie goes, stop, 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 stop. I made you look like a prince on the outside, but I didn't change anything on the inside. Prince Ali got you to the door. 
but Aladdin has to open it. And when I heard that interaction between those two, it just hit me. It's like, wow. A lot of us don't even realize the power and the value that we bring to the table every single day because of this little, little tricky thing, this little tricky thing that tells us that we're frauds. And that tricky thing is um, imposter syndrome or imposter experience. And in my talking with people, a lot of people have shared with me that they don't know what imposter syndrome is, actually never heard of it. And I was pretty surprised by that. I was pretty surprised that a, a ton of people out there have never, and, and, and they are making decisions for themselves every single day. Not only decisions for themselves, but decisions for you, decisions at their job. And they've never, ever, ever heard of imposter syndrome. And if you know anything about this podcast, this podcast is all about personal development, right? Understanding your self-awareness, breakthrough relationships, breakthrough business, allowing yourself to develop into the person you're supposed to be, best version of yourself. And if you didn't know that 70% of the U.S. population will experience a form of imposter syndrome in their life, that's a, I think that's a, a fact that all of us should know and, and, and what it is and what it does. Uh, it was really alarming, to be honest, to know that 70% of our population, the U.S. population, experiences some type of form of imposter syndrome. And I can't even imagine what that would look like worldwide, you know, what that percentage may be. Because uh, the story of Aladdin is not a American-made story. It's a Middle Eastern, comes from a Middle Eastern folktale, right? And so if that come from, came from a Middle Eastern folktale, I can imagine that if those signs of imposter syndrome is in that uh, story, there has to be, you know, other people in the globe that are experiencing imposter syndrome. So here are some of the symptoms from it. And uh, I want you to know this because this could be holding you back from your development. This could be holding you back from you personally growing. This could be holding you back from seeing the impact that you can make in your life and the value that you can bring to the world because all of us can bring value to the world. And so some of the symptoms are, and you and you've probably, you may experience this because I have, a lack of self-confidence, anxiety, doubts about your thoughts, you know, your abilities, uh, doubts about your abilities, your achievements and accomplishments, negative self-talk, right? Sometimes you may even feel inadequate. I know I've felt that. How about you guys? I've, I've felt inadequate in, in many times in my life. Uh, and then dwelling on the past mistakes and not feeling good enough. And that's the big one, not feeling good enough, like never good enough. And a lot of that comes from imposter syndrome. And so what it's not is imposter syndrome is not uh, someone who's trying to finesse someone into doing what they want them to do and trying to be um, trying to be something they're not because they want something from someone. Imposter syndrome is all about not feeling qualified, not feeling qualified to have the position that you have. And there's a lot of um, extraordinary people out there that have uh, that have experienced these things, you know, from Maya Angelou uh, to Albert Einstein. Um, I know the the Mr. Uh, Mr. Rogers movies coming out. Tom Hanks is someone who has shared that he, um, imposter syndrome has been something that he's, he's dealt with. And so it's not just, it's, it's not just something that, that is like you can catch <laughs> or that 
someone makes you feel that way, it's an it's an internal message, right? It's something inside of you that you're having a conversation that says that you're not qualified enough. And here's what I want you to know. The first thing I want you to know is this. Just because you don't feel qualified doesn't mean you don't have a valuable message that you that should be shared with the world. I'll say that again. Just because you don't feel qualified doesn't mean you don't have a valuable message that should be shared. Everyone has a valuable message that should be shared. Everyone has the ability to be a leader in their own skin, a leader with their own gifts and abilities. And it's when we do not understand our value and we do not understand our, our, our power um, with, our, with our messaging and our value and we disqualify ourselves because we feel like we're frauds, that we feel like we're not good enough. When we do that, we, do, we, we limit our message. We limit our business success. We limit our relationship success. We limit the most important, which is our personal development. So if you want, if you want to build up your faith, right? And this is one of the things I, I, I would really encourage people who are in leadership positions, especially if you're in a place like a... Um, a religious organization or, uh, or you know, something like a church or a nonprofit, whatever it may be, uh, a lot of people who go to those places, they don't feel qualified. They don't feel qualified in the areas of their life, whether it's their business, their health, um, their spirituality, whatever it may be. They don't feel qualified. And usually um, they believe the only reason they are where they are is because someone, they were either lucky enough or someone did all the work to get them there and they're just benefiting from that and they don't feel qualified. I think as a leader, it is your job. It is your social responsibility to help people develop themselves in a way that so that they can uh, attack the areas in their life that imposter syndrome is trying to cover their eyes or cover their value. You know, I experienced this at um, this weekend. I went to Ignite, um, was it Ignite Church NYC where my sister was uh, pretty much doing a development workshop uh, during church service. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was awesome that um, Pastor Toby and his wife would allow this type of approach into educating and helping each other, uh, helping the congregation develop themselves. Because I can tell you this, you know, there's so many times that I've, I've come across people in church where I pray for them or whatever it may be, and they just don't feel qualified. They don't even feel qualified to be loved. They don't even feel qualified to be loved. And so how could they build a relationship with other people if they don't even feel qualified to be loved? And that's where hostage syndrome begins to attack the, the thoughts in the mind. And, and usually, you know, it comes from two places, Right. One of the biggest places that it does come from is shame. When people feel ashamed of themselves, right? And usually this type of shame comes from comparison culture. And if you have, haven't listened to my episode on comparison culture, you definitely want to go back and listen to that um, in the earlier episodes. Check it out. It talks about how much it influences our decision and our self-worth and our self-value. And so comparison culture has a lot to do with shame. Right. You see someone that's at a place that you think you can never get to or you're not qualified or you're not good enough to do it. And you start to bring into this seed of shame into your life and it feeds your imposter syndrome. It feeds the imposter experience. And so when you do get to the point where someone acknowledges your gifts and your skills and acknowledges your ability to whether it's lead or speak well or 
educate, whatever it may be, make, make good business decisions, you don't feel qualified, so you don't accept it as truth, right? You don't accept it as facts. Um, and when you don't do that, your opinions start to run wild about you being disqualified, that you're not qualified for that opportunity, you're not qualified for that praise, and you're not uh, qualified for all of the things that come into your valuable message. And that could be a tricky situation. That could be a very tricky situation. You know, a lot of people can break up in relationships because of imposter syndrome and not knowing how to deal with it. A lot of bad business decisions are made because of imposter syndrome because you want to look like you know what you're doing. You want to look like you got, got it going on, which leads into one of the second foundational points of imposter syndrome, which is anxiety caused by perfectionism, right? Trying to be perfect at what you do instead of progressing. And with that approach to being perfect, it brings on anxiety, which brings on a certain level of stress that makes you even feel even more disqualified. So you try to work at it even more. You try to make sure it's perfect because you feel so disqualified. You feel like you're not, you feel like you're a fraud. You feel like you are not good enough to do what you're, do the thing you're supposed to do based on your gift and your talent and your skills. And it's kind of like what the genie said, you know, you have you have got to be more confident about what you have to offer. A lot of people are not confident about what they have to offer because they don't see the value in it. And, and it's because they believe they believe they're a fraud. But you're not. You're not a fraud. You're experiencing imposter syndrome, you're experiencing uh, um, the imposter experience. And, but you don't have to allow that to, to, to limit your message. You don't have to allow that to limit your success. And if you want to grow in life, and that's why you're listening to this podcast, you want to grow as a leader. You want to grow as a, a spouse, right? You know, you want to grow in your, in your faith and, and belief and your confidence and what you're able to do. You want to grow in that area. You have to address it head on. And so I believe that there's three things that you can do Three things, three powerful things that you can do to really put yourself in position to be very successful, okay? Um, again, understand that 70% of the U.S. population will experience a form of imposter syndrome, so you are not alone. There's a ton of people out there, uh, and a lot of them are majority are women, though men do experience this. I'm one of them. Uh, we, we tend to see a lot more in women, and and this is the age of women being in leadership positions this is the age and women being powerful entrepreneurs um powerful leaders and and, and speakers and and to, and putting their gifts and their abilities at the uh, on the front stage and this is not the time for you to feel disqualified this is not the time for you to feel like a fraud this is not the time because there are young women out there that need you right they need to see you give your your gift and 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 show your show your value because at the end of the day, let's just say at the end of the day, right, you make a million, two million dollars, but you still feel like a fraud. What's the point of having that money if you feel like a fraud? Wouldn't it be better to make your one million, two million dollars and know that it's the value that you gave, uh, that you believe in, that it's going to impact the people you're trying to serve? 
that's why when I'm lo- I love working with creators because I understand that sometimes you don't feel like you are qualified to do what you do. And that's why you're not selling your services or your physical products as well as you could because you don't feel qualified. You feel like a fraud. Well, you're not. You got to dig deep and understand, which is the first point part of attacking imposter syndrome and putting yourself in the right position and right format is understand facts versus opinions. Facts versus opinions. I'm going to give you an example of my own facts versus opinions moment. So I'm working at a college at this time. And we're talking about what should be our next step to engage and help students see our college as a great choice for their education and their future. And one of the things that was said was, one of the things that was said was that the school believes that certain specific things that our these students should learn so that they are equipped to be able to go out in the world and be effective leaders, right? Effective leaders. And one of the questions I had for them was, do we want them to be transformational or do we want them to be, or do we want them to be developing leaders? And one person said transformational. And I asked the question is, how can you, how can you evaluate someone's transformational leadership process? Meaning, how do you know they've been transformed by what we've done at the college so that that can be used as something that shows the world the value we give? And guess what? There were so many different opinions on what transformational leadership looked like. Those opinions did not give any, to me, it did not give a clear message to what we can give out to the world to help these students. My whole case about this thing was the facts show that when we focus on developing leaders, developing leaders, they will show you and reveal to themselves the transformation from the development that they've gone through, the transformation will be clear so that they can give that out to the world. Because the facts show that when you develop someone, instead of trying to transform them into what you want them to be, there's a greater return. There's a greater return because more people are served in a valuable way. More people are served because that person's more authentic. That person's more self-aware. That person knows exactly what the, wh- how they tick and, and how they help others. And because of that, transformation happens in that way. But, that, but it only happens when you focus on developing leaders. That's why I, this podcast is so important to me. I want to develop leaders. I don't want to tell them what they're supposed to be. I want them to, I want, I want to use the facts that development helps people reveal and discover who they are, who they serve, and their purpose in life, and how to do that passionately. So that's facts versus opinion. Everybody has an opinion of what transformation looks like. The same thing as everybody has an opinion on what success looks like. 
That's why on this podcast, I say if you want to be successful in your own part, whatever success looks like to you, let's focus on the development. Because when you don't focus on the development part, imposter syndrome makes its way into your thoughts. And then it starts to tell you about the negative, right? It starts to lead on to self-sabotage. It starts to lead on to all these things that we talked about in earlier episodes uh, when it came, when we talked about negative thoughts, right? And comparison culture. So those are things, those are things those are important details we have to understand. If we want to uh, attack this imposter syndrome of feeling like a fraud, we have to know facts versus opinions. So what are the facts that you can write down about yourself right now? Take out a piece of paper, use your iPad, um, whatever, use your tablet, whatever tool you have where you can write this down and, and look at it every day. I want you to put out 10 facts a day about yourself. 10 positive facts about yourself. And if you can't do 10 right away, start with one. Start with one that you believe in and build off that. But I believe having a lot more facts that are true and positive about yourself will help you with the negative thoughts that come from experiencing imposter syndrome, experiencing the fraud life. That's why I'm a firm believer that you should never fake it till you make it because that feeds into being a fraud that feeds into being the imposter syndrome experience. I would highly encourage, highly encourage that you take at least one fact a day that is positive about yourself. One fact a day that's positive about yourself and you, you look at it, you believe it and you build off of it. And that is what we call fact versus opinion. Super, 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 super focused on building yourself up, which is all about development. And if you haven't figured out by now, that's one of my values. We need to develop more people in this world, and you have to first develop yourself. The second one that point that you want to work on is understanding that criticism and praise should not be the foundation of your decision making. Okay, number two, criticism and praise should not be the foundation of your decision making. Now, what does that mean? Okay, give you an example. Let's say you're a coach. You're a coach and you coach soccer or you coach hockey or whatever it may be basketball right NBA season's here let's talk about basketball and every time you do something really 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 well you get excited about the people who are praising you for how well you did it you start feeling good about yourself which there's nothing wrong with that you're encouraged by it and there's nothing wrong with having encouragement but then you start to realize okay because they say I'm doing that well I'm going to base my next decision on how we approach this next game based on what everybody was telling me because of all the praise I was getting on our decision-making in that game. And now let's flip it. You did so bad in the next game that now you're getting criticized heavy and it's impacting your, your thoughts and your motivation. And now in the same 
type of energy that you had in practice yesterday is now gone because you've been criticized so much. And now your decision, uh, now that you're going to make a decision to not give as much as you should have to prepare to prepare for the next game. Imposter syndrome feeds on that. It's like the water that makes it, it's like the water and the fertilizer that makes it grow, right? If shame and anxiety are the seeds, based on what we just talked about, then uh, your opinions and criticism and praise, making those decisions based on those things, um, is the water and the fertilizer to help it grow. You should never, and I'm going to encourage this, you should never, ever make decisions based on criticism or praise. Criticism or praise. And don't get me wrong, you can always have takeaways from criticism and takeaways from praise, and that's because you can look at it as feedback. And there's nothing wrong with taking feedback and then understanding why that, that feedback was given and if it's valuable towards the goal and the path that you want to take. If it's valuable, you keep it. If it's not valuable, you lose it. Throw it in the trash. And so that is the second part that you must take on. You must understand how to build yourself up in a way based on those facts that we talked about earlier so that when you get criticism or praise, it's not going to affect your decision making. Uh, and speaking of basketball coaches, uh, I think Greg Popovich is one of those people that does that very, very, very well. Whether he's criticized or he's, he's, he's praised, that guy is the same every single time. Like, he's the same look, same moves. And guess what? He's super innovative, right? Look at his coaching staff. Look at the players that he has on his team. He always finds ways to use players that people don't think are good enough, and he puts them in position to be successful. And then people who, and then when people praise him for it, he doesn't worry about it. He's like, oh yeah, it's cool. It just keeps, he just keeps it going. And that's one of the things as as leaders we have to be able to develop that, right? And what what's the way that we can do it? Because I want to give you the how to, right? I don't want to just give you the philosophy. So how do you develop this? this um, strong foundation, whether you're praised or you're criticized. Well, first is writing down your specific vision for your life and understanding how you can visualize uh, where you want to go and how you want to get there. Because you've, if you dwell on that every day, um, it allows you to kind of put your decision making in a central focus. And the one thing that my wife and I pray for every day is wisdom. We pray for wisdom. Because in decision-making, wisdom is probably the most necessary tool and resource that you should have when moving forward. Um, I, there are times where I get a lot of praise when I get off a speaking stage, um, and I, I do my best to not let that go to my head. So what I try to do is when they say specific things, oh, you were so good, and I would say, so what stood out to you? What takeaway did you get? And if all they say is, oh, you were just so good, I realize that you know maybe they weren't, maybe they were mesmerized mesmerized by maybe the the tone of my voice or the charisma I may have shown that day. Um, but I don't need to take that in as, oh, man, I'm the man. I'm the man. But at the same time, if someone comes over me and they give me a look and it's like they wasn't really feeling me, I don't need to say that I'm a fraud. I need to realize that I am not going to be for everyone, right? And I, and I, I figured that out a long time ago. I'm not for everyone. And, and for those who I'm for, I want to ask specific questions so that I can take either 
some feedback to see if it's valuable towards where I want to go. Or I can just let it go and just say thank you and be humble that someone saw something great uh, inside of in, 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 uh saw something great that brought something inside of them out. And, th- and that's an amazing thing. And that only comes from you focusing on your vision, your goals and asking for wisdom in your decision making. Learning how to be wise in your decision making will allow you to not see put it will allow you to put criticism and praise in its proper position. And the third one, the third and final one, after all the things that we've talked about, you have to find your message and serve others. Find your message and serve others. And I look at, I look at my Angelou, and I look at Albert Einstein, and I say, wow, those, those people had imposter syndrome? Like that blows my mind that they had imposter syndrome because uh, you know we, we can talk about all the accolades that they've achieved from writing to science to breakthroughs to ins- inspiration um yeah it just it blew my mind right because these are people that we see as we are inspired by to be able to share our feelings and our emotions and express ourselves in a way because of what we would call their genius or their gift to the world. You know, and then when you hear people like Natalie Portman and Lupita um, also experience things like this, that it's like, wow, it's like all these people who are phenomenal at what they do, you know, even uh, Sheryl Sandberg, like it's, it's amazing to, to know that all these people that we look up to or people that we've heard that we've seen have massive success um, have imposter syndrome. So that should give you hope. That should give you hope that if they can still excel at a, at a, at a high level in their, in their skill set, in their industry, so can you. You are just as special as they are. You are just as special as they are. So you gotta find you gotta find your platform. You gotta understand that finding your message and serving others is so important. And how do you do that? It's all about your story. And then finding self-worth in your story. See, a lot of people know their story, but they don't know the self-worth in their story. They don't know the value in their story. And so it's important to go through your story. Once, once a month, once every two weeks until you start to see all the worth that is in your story. And then when you start to see that worth, then look at the facts. Because when you have worth and facts together, no one can take that away from you. No one can take that away from you. That's an experience that you had personally and God has given you the ability to be able to be self-aware enough to be able to receive it in a specific way. And when you understand that story, uh, of self-worth and facts and value, then you will find your message. And then it becomes your social responsibility to serve others with that message. I know my message is to personally develop, help people personally develop. I know my message is to help people break through into their business and relationships. I get excited just thinking about it. And for a long time, I never thought I was good enough in a lot of areas and that held me back. Do not allow the symptoms from imposter syndrome 
to hold you back from the person you're supposed to be. Breaking through into the best version of yourself and making things happen. I hope this I hope this episode touched your heart. I hope this episode engaged you in a way that would inspire you to move forward and develop yourself. If this episode was helpful to you, I would love for you to share it with other people as well. Share with other people using the hashtag the Breakthrough Mentor Podcast, the BTM Podcast, or for our loyal listeners out there that are already engaging with us, I appreciate you so much. The bake the breakthrough crew hashtag hashtag the breakthrough crew. So 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 thankful for you all. But let's do this together as a community. Find the facts in our story. Learn how to use wisdom in our decision making and not worry too much about criticism and praise. And find our message so we can serve others. Until next time, guys. Time for the breakthrough.